You're listening to the Not The Top 20 podcast betting show sponsored by Betfair. This podcast is for over 18s only, very strictly. We ask that anyone listening to this podcast who's thinking about placing a bet this weekend on the EFL, on anything, please make sure that you're gamble aware before you do so. BeGambleAware.org is probably the best place to fully understand the risks that come with placing a bet. Never ever bet more than you can afford to lose and certainly never be chasing your losses either. Thanks for listening. This is the sound of the start of your weekend. Sound of the start of my stag weekend, George Ellick. I hope you're ready for it. I'm not sure I am. No, I'm not, actually, at all, because it's so big. It's impossible to be ready for. Uh, looking forward to our pod on Monday. Um, we've already we've already made arrangements to watch Quest together on Monday, which is quite Aww. nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can't really say anything because I don't want to give anything away. I don't know about you, and this might not be the same for everyone, but as a young man, between the age of, I reckon, 13 and probably... 25 I went on zero stag do's but in my head the stag do was like the pinnacle of life and basically the best thing that you could do a stag do with all your mates weekend away and it's not that I don't think that about my stag do this weekend but there's now a huge sense of fear that I never saw coming before try being the other side of 30 mate now I'm thinking will there be any time for me to properly hydrate because that's the sort of thing that I think about these days do you want me to bring you some hydration tablets Oh, that would be good, actually. Last week, it was a good week. It was a good week. We both got our naps up. You got Orient up against Barrow. Uh, I got Sheffield Wednesday up minus one. They won 4-1 uh, against Cheltenham. Our first double lay of the season was wonderful. Continued the form of the previous double picks, the double next best, the double nap. They've all been winners recently. And our next best of Hartlepool and Bristol Rovers were, were less good. No good, in fact. No luck either with Bannon or Pennington, our goalscorer picks. Although Pennington did have a header tipped over the bar that made it onto what was a short quest highlights reel. So I'm claiming that as a moral victory. And my nap made it seven nap wins in a row uh, for me, which is exciting. Even more excitingly, an actual Goals double came in, secured with a late, 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 late winner for Mansfield. Uh, that was a, a double at 4.4, which meant that I was plus 5.65 points up from the sixth state. You were just up 0.2 points up as well. So good week. Hoping for more of the same. What's your best bet in the EFL this weekend? Luton at home to Millwall is my best bet, which kind of surprised me, I guess. I mean, this is a big game. Let's, let's make that clear from, from, the, from the get-go. Cards on the table. It's a big game. Big game. Luton are in a position currently third in the championship where you're getting to that stage now where if they can just get a couple more wins over the line, then they're going to be putting themselves in a pretty good position to, to secure this top six spot um, with games to spare. Having said that, they are basically one defeat away from falling out of it altogether. It is so precarious at the top end of the championship. Whereas you've got a Millwall side who have been in incredible form, who are currently four points shy of Blackburn with a game in hand in sixth, but with three other teams in between them and the playoffs who probably need to win. What do we reckon? Five of their eight games uh, of their, yeah, eight games remaining to, to have a chance. So a defeat here would be a, a hammer blow in, in terms of, um, in terms of their playoff aspirations. I think it is very, very unlikely that we're going to see um, Millwall get into the, I mean, I'm not, not to say they can't, but they're clearly the outsiders here um, in terms of a top six finish. They are they're four to one according to to Betfair Sportsbook. I would I'd much rather be backing the the one to four that they won't than, than the four to one that they will. Personally, um, and part of that is because I think Luton will win this game. Um, my biggest concern with Millwall is their away 
form form might be the wrong word because the actual performance the, the results away from home have been pretty good recently over the course of the season they've been poor i think they've only won five games on the road this season um and recently we've seen them beat reading away from home and beat derby away from home so two of those wins have come in recent times also a nil nil draw away at blackburn that blackburn game of course was the game where they didn't have a single shot in the match they got a point for not shooting um which is okay you know it's away at a, at a, a team who are favorites you know carry out went there to frustrate and managed to come away with a point and and not gift blackburn any last time we saw them um go to stoke and apart from a jed wallace penalty uh, that was missed they created precious little either there you know the two games they've won against derby and reading up against two sides who are albeit with points deductions scrapping down at right at the bottom of the division generally when mill will go away to teams better than them they are worse off in the match and this is a luton side who are pretty relentless in terms of their their current form you know they've gone on this unbelievable run that sees them i mean they basically don't draw games they either win or they lose them and, and they win more than they lose and it's seen them catapulted from mid-table up into third um, their home form is, is pretty good. You know, we saw them beat Preston 4-0 last time playing at home. Uh, it's not all good. You know, they, they were beaten by QPR recently as well, a QPR side who aren't particularly informed. But generally at the Kenny, Luton are, are the better side. So I feel pretty confident going into this one that Millwall aren't going to have loads of chances. Um, even despite having big injury issues, Luton have been solid at the back, despite playing basically three fullbacks in their back three. Um, but here, it... it Getting the, I think it's twenty-three to twenty about Luton seems seems very generous. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy to get against Millwall away from home consistently, and I, and I think Luton is still being underestimated. So, big game, um, and I think the home side Luton should have the edge and uh, are a value at odds against. Let them come, let them come to the Ken. What they'll be singing this weekend against a team from the Den. My nap is Ipswich Town to win to nil. Against Cambridge United, this one's at even money with the Betfair Sportsbook. Ipswich Town, we spoke about at length to kick off the Monday pod, which I hope you've all listened to, and I don't like repeating myself, so I won't. But, long story short, incredibly good at the moment, particularly at stopping the opposition from getting anywhere near their goal. Simple as that, really. Over their last eight games, per the Fox Punter XG tables, Ipswich have only faced 0.56 expected goals against. Uh, that is better than any other team in the EFL and in the Premier League as well. On the defensive end of the pitch, no one's been better than them over the last month or more. So I was tempted by the minus one, like I went with for my nap with Sheffield Wednesday last week. That's 2.2, so it's a slightly better price than the winter that I've gone with at even money. And that was tempting, especially because looking at Cambridge, they're in 16th. They've played 15 of... Uh, there are 15 teams above them. They've played 12 of them away from home. They've lost nine of them, and eight of the nine defeats have been by more than one goal. So that felt like a bit of a trend. Cambridge often losing with the minus one handicap covered away from home against teams above them. But heading back to Ipswich, the minus one pick just didn't make me feel comfortable. It made me a bit nervous because, as I said on Monday, I don't think they are yet at the top level in terms of you know, regularly creating big chances. Uh, they've not scored a set-piece goal yet under McKenna, so they're not even getting those sort of, well, they're not freebies, are they? But you know what I mean? They, they do boost goal numbers nicely when you've got a good set-piece team. In fact, they've only scored two goals or more in five of their last 16 games, so less than a third of their recent games have they scored two goals or more, which is what you need to cover a handicap. But while last week, Sheffield Wednesday 
had a recent history of cutting loose and racking up goals in home games. They'd scored five, they'd scored six, and they went and scored four uh, last weekend for me. Ipswich don't have that recent history of, of scoring goals, but what they do have is, is this strong grip on games and something of a force field around their goal. Only six goals conceded in their last 17 league games for Ipswich, 12 clean sheets in 17 games. That's not just a hot streak, that's here to stay. So uh, I'm backing them to win to nil. Now I'm aware that uh, of all the teams in the 72, Cambridge and, and Mark Bonner, their manager, their head coach, have pretty consistent, consistently made a mockery of most of my predictions about them in the last two years, particularly the season-long predictions. Um, I don't think for a minute that they're a team that will turn up uh, and just let Ipswich do whatever they want to them. They've, they've got a stronger mentality than that, and Bonner's game plans do tend to be decent. So uh, more so than that, it's about the regard I hold this Ipswich team in right now and how strong I think they are in front of their home fans at Portman Road. It, it's difficult for me to imagine this game playing out any way other than Ipswich having complete control unless something crazy happens like a, an early red card or something like that. The only question for me is whether they, they can create and take a, a big chance. Uh, and I do think if they get one early, Ipswich, I could see them covering the minus one at 2.2, but I'm more confident of a clean sheet. Ipswich to win to nil, even money. That is my nap. Hopefully we'll be celebrating two nap winners at 5-5 five to five on Saturday. George, next best, please. Friday night football. We are not going to be um, taking our spot on the sofa. David Prutton hosting as well on Saturday. So we're missing our reunion with Prutz um, because we are going to be on a flight to the Northern Hebrides. What? No way. I can't believe that's how I found out my stag destination. I Gosh. The North yeah, Hebrides. Okay. I was hoping for the east of the Hebrides. I nearly said Bulgaria by mistake. Um, it's... Um, it's yeah, it's it's uh, Hull against Huddersfield, the Hadabi. Um and I am backing Huddersfield to win this one at thirteen to eight. Um, Hull's recent records at home is abysmal. Their last five games in the Championship have been one nil to Preston, one nil to Fulham, two nil to Barnsley, two nil to West Brom, three one to Luton. So they've played five games under Shotter Avaladze. Their last five at home, they've scored one goal and they've lost all five. Um, you and I were doing some work early in the week looking at certain players in the championship and I hadn't quite realised how important Hull's goalkeepers have been to them this season, whether it's been Nathan Baxter or Matt Ingram. I think they rank first and fourth in Opta's goals prevented metrics this season. So if you if you combine the two in terms of the, the 100% of their minutes, um, if they were one goalkeeper, let's say Hull's number one would be the best keeper in the league in terms of goals prevented by absolutely miles this season unbelievably reliant on the man in between the sticks to uh, to bail them out of trouble no matter who it is both performing well and the more I see of Hull under Arvid Adze the more concerned I am um, you know they they put in an incredibly important uh, performance uh, away at Peterborough to win it 3-0 their away form is generally decent you know they haven't lost on the road uh, in five either um, and they're kind of getting the results necessary to 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 make sure that they're end of season is, is a cosy mid-table one rather than one, um, you know, warding off the relegation zone. Um, but this is a, a huge game for Huddersfield, who are now in fourth and have to find a way to turn their, their own form around in order to, to maintain their playoff push. They're winless in four coming into this game. Um, but in my view, it's it's a side at home who are playing very badly, whose home advantage is basically zero feasibly even negative given what's gone on so far 
up against the Huddersfield side who and the whole side who have basically nothing to play for up against the Huddersfield town side who need to win in order to maintain their playoff push. Um, they're way too close to the market in my in my view. Huddersfield should be quite clear favourites. So at thirteen to eight, I think there's there's juice to get behind them. It's a yes from me. Uh, my next best is ah, I'm back to the Port Vale. Well, I didn't think I'd return. Uh, they let me down a couple of weeks ago. Since then. That stance was proven right. Four wins in five. The other result being a, a creditable draw with Exeter City. Uh, they are playing away at Barrow this weekend. And they're 2.25, 5-4 with the Betfair Sportsbook to win. That's what I think is going to happen. This is, in Vale, the best defence in League 2. You might think it's Northampton. You might think it's Tranmere. It's not. It's Port Vale. In terms of XG against over the last four, eight 12, 16 games, whichever way you slice it, per the Fox Punter XG tables, Port Vale coming out on top in terms of their XG against. Incredible consistency, which we spoke about on the Monday pod. Vale haven't conceded more than one goal in a game, zero or one goal conceded for 16 straight games. So it's no surprise that they very rarely lose. But they were struggling in front of goal a month back and they were struggling to turn draws into wins. That's loosened up a little bit. We've seen recently, uh, well, last weekend was a good example. Wilson scored, Proctor scored. Their strikers actually contributing on the score sheet, which they hadn't done previously. They'd been leaning on Garrity, really, hadn't they, to score from midfield, which he's done very well. Um, But now, hopefully, there's a little more confidence flowing. They've, in their last five, scored four goals, three goals, two goals, uh, drew a blank against Exeter in the nil-nil, and two goals in their last outing as well. It, it is an overperformance of the underlying numbers uh, on an attacking end, for sure, but they're, they're okay, those numbers. Um, not not the best in the league going forward, but that's okay when the defence is, is this automatic. That's enough for you to be a very, very strong contender, and that's what they are. As for Barrow, second worst XG4 in the league over the last 12 games. So we got the team I consider to be the best defence against the second worst attack in, in League 2. They've scored the second fewest goals as well over the course of the season. They've not been good going forward all season. So in a very simplistic terms, I expect Vale to concede zero or maximum one goal in this game uh, and it's up to them to to cut loose on the attacking end. Barrow appointed Phil Brown. Uh, you immediately went against them last week. You You weren't taking a watching brief to see how it went. You felt like Orient Underwellens um, looked good and you you weren't convinced that Phil Brown and Barrow were going to look good. Didn't start well, did it? Two goal defeat at Orient. My my concern thinking about this appointment is that through a, a mixture of his slightly wacky actions, I think it's fair to say, and the nature of social media and the way that people both think and talk about managers these days, he's become a bit of a parody, Phil Brown, to be frank. And I think it's quite unfair, to be honest, on someone who did some excellent things in English football, uh, working with Sam Allardyce uh, initially and then as a, as a manager, in particular with, with Hull and with Southend in his first spell um, for over a decade, really, between about 2006 and 2017. I do think it's a bit unfair the way that Phil Brown is is sort of held up as this sort of joke character, really. I don't think that reflects the work that he's done. But it's fair to say in recent years, the work that he's done hasn't looked good particularly his last stint with Southend, who he left towards the very bottom of the National League and who since then have flown up the table and look really strong for that level. I just think there's an, there's a good chance. You know, they've hired him to be a firefighter to get him away from the relegation zone. I th- I just, I'm not sure he he fits the bill for that, really. Uh, yes, he's a someone with experience at a higher level, but I think because of what I've spoken about, there's a chance the Barrow squad, they won't be hugely aware of the, of the things that he did earlier in his career. So I think they'll they'll know him probably more as this sort of 
parody than than what he was before he turned into that and so again this is amateur psychology as we love to do i just not sure that the respect or the the motivational factors that you might get from a new manager would be as strong uh, as you might want here bringing phil brown in so i, I don't know exactly what his methods are here uh, i just suspect that they might not be needed for what's uh, well, for a big jump in form to get them away from the zone. And I don't think it's what they need this weekend against Port Vale. Good news for Vale and great news. Daryl Clark is uh, returning to work after his period of absence for a family bereavement. Uh, it's a phased return, so he's just assisting Andy Crosby, who's done such a good job in the interim. He'll be back in full flow this summer. But his Port Vale side, in his absence, have looked very strong. I think they can keep it rolling here. My next best, Barrow, to beat... No, Port Vale to beat Barrow. 2.25 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Hey, remember that... Betfair have no cash-out suspensions whatsoever uh, on match odds for all EFL games. That applies to singles and multiples. So any bets on match odds for EFL games this weekend, no cash-out suspensions during the game. Now, last week, I think we had our first double lay of the season. And can you believe it, George Ellick? We've got another double lay. Steve Evans and Edge uh, is my lay um, at, at a shade of odds on. I've been matched at 1.95. Same as me. This is a massive game. It's a massive, massive game in League Two. Um, Oldham's midweek win has, you know, properly opened up um, that relegation picture at the bottom. You know, we can we can basically hold, uh, red, relegate Scunthorpe, but Oldham and Stevenage both sit on 34 points, Barrow on 37. Um, with Oldham having played a game more than than both uh, Barrow and Stevenage, and the Stevenage are heavy odds on here to beat an Oldham side who haven't been in great form as of late, but we've been fairly consistent in both of our views, especially on the Monday pod, that even though the results had been poor, you know, five defeats in a row up until the 2-0 win over Leighton Orient, the um, the actual performances have been okay, like by no, by no stretch particularly good, but still fairly competent and not a team who are destined to just to drop back down into, um, into non-league, unlike some others. You also mentioned on Monday that there were some signs of uh, not progress, but signs of how Steve Evans is going to look to to get the Stevenage side to play, and that, and that it, it could be fairly um, fruitful in terms of basically going long and being pretty hard to break down. And, and I agree with that. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Stevenage did improve enough to to go up. But for them to be odds on at home to Oldham, when in my belief Oldham have shown way more in the last few weeks than Stevenage in terms of of having the ability to to fight this drop seems like a massive overreaction in terms of Evans's appointment. Oldham's recent away record is by no means great, but they haven't they've only lost two games on the road in their last six. Those two games were their last two games, but they were marginal defeats away at much better sides than Stevenage. A 1-0 defeat at Swindon and a 2-1 defeat at Walsall. In that time they've also drawn at Newport, they've drawn at Colchester, at Crawley, and they've beaten Scunthorpe. So um Part of that might be to do with the, you know, we saw Oldham at least early in the season when there was some issue with, you know, the crowd's uh, relationship with with the owners. Um, certainly their away form was better then. And it, and it seems like they are a team more comfortable playing on the road anyway. Um, so, I, yeah, I think Stevenage are plenty short enough here. As ever with a new manager, I think you've actually got to see uh, improvement over a prolonged period of time before you get involved. We've seen that under Sheridan, despite some of the results recently, and and the two 0 win over Leighton Orient at midweek is is decent form as well, given Leighton Orient's recent form. So, I think Stephen Edge are plenty short enough here to win this one. Yeah, I, I just well, I try not to be over dramatic for effect on this podcast, but 
it was one of the most like physical reactions I've had to seeing a price when I saw Stevenage uh, uh, odds on here. I, I couldn't really believe my eyes. So um, that was my lay pick locked in pretty early on. I'm Of course, they got a few things in their favour. The fact that um, they've had a week off to prepare, whereas Oldham played in midweek. Having said that, Oldham's confidence should be much higher after beating Orient 2-0, restricting Orient to just three shots. That's, that's not a team doomed. That's not a team that's given up. And I was trying to bang that drum while they went through that terrible run of, of six defeats in a row. But those aren't the games to look at here when you're considering this fixture. You know, they lost by a single goal to Carlisle under Paul Jesus Simpson. A single goal defeat to Walsall that have an excellent record since Mike Flynn joined. Uh, and then lost to Swindon next to Sutton and Mansfield, all part of the promotion shakeup. But frankly, whenever they've played a team outside of that, they've been absolutely fine, Oldham. And I keep saying they've been playing a level above their league position suggests. So I don't consider them to be any worse than any of the teams really from probably 17th downwards at this stage. So I absolutely think they can avoid defeat here. I think they're a chunky price. I was very surprised that a group of players winless in 10 with three wins in 21 with five wins in 36 are odds on to win a football match. So I'm happy to go against Stevenage. Steve Evans is Stevenage at 1.95 on the Betfair exchange. It leaves us with a goals pick, George. And then, wow, a goal scorer will finish us off. But tell me about goals. Unders, under two and a half goals for me and crew against Fleetwood. Um, this is a, a pretty dire game at the bottom of, of League One. Um, you know, if we're going to relegate Stevenage, have we relegated crew yet? Pretty much. Uh, they are bottom of the league and nine points off Fleetwood, who occupy that space just above um, 21st. Crew's defensive record recently has been much better, um, but they basically just can't score goals. They're finding it very difficult um, to really pick up any momentum or any points. You know, recent home games against better opposition than this, uh, under two and a half copped in both against Wigan and against Bolton and also in the trip to Sunderland before that. So they're not being t- torn apart by any stretch, um, but they're not scoring goals. And, and Fleetwood themselves, I know we had Fleetwood as agents of chaos fairly recently, but their last couple of games have been very, very dour affairs the 1-0 defeat against Wickham coming very late and then a 0-0 draw against fellow strugglers Doncaster I think this game could follow the same blueprint as the Doncaster game basically just two sides who are devoid of confidence um, and aren't particularly porous defensively at least in the last couple of weeks either uh, a, a solitary goal could nick it and you know there's not much in terms of um, of, of impetus for either to be particularly gung-ho so um, under two and a half goals in this uh, game in the basement in League One is, uh, if I can find it, 20 to 23. Yeah, I'm going to try and replicate last week with a goals double, overs double, I should say. Uh, it's at 3.3, 3.53 with the Betfair Sportsbook. And it's kind of data-y, statsy, looking at the, the Fox Punter XG ratio tables. Over 2.5 goals, Accrington against Cheltenham. God knows how many Aki games I've picked to go overs this season. That's just how I see this team. Great fun. Tons of shots. Tons of balls into the opposition box. Not hugely good defensively. Their combined XG for and against over the last eight games per game is 3.1. And Cheltenham's is 2.96 expected goals in that time. So they've both achieved their season's goals. And they're having a good time. And good on them. Why not? I think this could be a really entertaining uh, beachy type game. Over 2.5 goals. Uh coupled with Rochdale Swindon now the last eight matches combined XG Swindon 3.23 they 
well, attack is their best form of defence, I think it's fair to say, for Swindon. Uh, and Rochdale, they might not have scored as many goals as, 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 it, as it looks like they should have. 2.78, their combined expected goals for and against over the last eight games. So uh, just teams that trend goalsy, chancy, open games. Uh, another loose bunch, Rochdale and Swindon. 3.53 is the overs double price with the Betfair Sportsbook. Remember, with Betfair, if you bet £10 on multiples or bet builders, you get a £2 free bet. So anytime you place a £10 multiple or bet builder bet with the Betfair Sportsbook, you'll get a £2 free bet also to use on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's do apply for that one. Make sure you check them out uh, on the Betfair website. Let's finish off by picking, unlike last week, two players that are going to kick the ball in the goal, George, this weekend. Yeah, um, I'm picking Nicky Cadden at 130. Um, Forest Green are about 1.25 to beat Scunthorpe at home, understandably. Uh, you've got two players in um, Jamil Matt and Matt Stevens who are both 5-6 to six to score any time. Clearly Forest Green's two biggest goal threats, um, but there's way too big a jump for them to be odds on and Cadden 130. Cadden clearly, where my view is, Forest Green's third biggest goal threat um, and He's had 41 shots since he last scored. Uh, he's still having loads of shots. And this is a game where if the Forest Green of, of earlier in the season turn up, um, we could see them run riot, I think, against a, a Scunthorpe team who are both on the beach and relegated at the same time uh, at an early stage. So, um, yeah, it seems a massive price to me. Uh, you know, he plays incredibly high and he's, he's a very good player as well. And he's due a goal. So 130 anytime Cadden to score. Shortest price League Two team that we've seen yeah. ever? I think they're, what are they? 1.22, I think, with the sportsbook this morning when I had a look at home to Scunny. Unbelievable. Um, my goal scorer pick, there's a couple that tickled my fancy, an old favourite from a few weeks ago, Michael Obafemi. Still think he's being overpriced at 4.5 to score for Swans against Cardiff. I also think that a Wickham set piece goal against Doncaster feels inevitable. Um, Wickham's prowess from set plays is only bettered by Donny's horrendous record trying to defend them uh, so I was looking at that Tafazoli is inarguably the main threat Anthony Stewart has a few opportunities but you know watching all of their set pieces back it's pretty clear to me that Tafazoli is the main target the main threat uh, he's only 6.5 to score which is about as small as a CB gets I think 6.5 11 to 2 anytime um, I do think he'll spend plenty of time getting his head on or near balls in the Donny box so that was tempting in the end George I've gone heart overhead. I have to pick a stag as my pick this weekend, as it's my stag do. Uh, so Mansfield against Northampton. I'm backing Reese Oates of Mansfield to score at three to five, at five to two, anytime. Spoke about him on the Monday pod. Oates. He's a player that I really like. Uh, he thrived in the National League last season with Hartley Ball. Took a bit of time to get going for Mansfield this season, but he's just he's my kind of a, of attacker. He's really lively, mobile, very quick. Uh, and he takes a lot of shots. I said he reminded me a little bit of Paul Mullen from last season, and I stand by it. He had a great game last weekend. He didn't start in midweek, Mansfield having to rest players because they played so many games recently. Um, but I believe he'll be back in the starting lineup here. And yeah, no one's taken more shots than Reese Oates in League Two over the last five games. I think he's averaging about four shots a game. Uh, of course, Cobblers are a good defensive team. We know that, and I'd be lying if I said I could see Stags running right here. But. Uh, Reese Oates, my stag this weekend, 3.5, to 2 anytime with the Betfair Sportsbook is my goals pick. George, who are you backing? Luton is my nap, Huddersfield my next best, Stevenage my lay, under two and a half goals, crew against Fleetwood, my goals bet, and Nicky Cadden to score anytime at 130 is my 
Goal scorer. My nap is Ipswich to win to nil against Cambridge United. That's even money. My next best, Port Vale at 2.255 to 4. Both of those prices with the Betfair Sportsbook. I've laid Stevenage and been matched at 1.95 on the Betfair Exchange. My goals double is at 3.53. That's over 2.5 goals in Accrington against Cheltenham and Rochdale against Swindon. And my goal scorer, Reese Oates, 5-2, 3.5 with the Sportsbook anytime to score from Mansfield against Cobblers. Thank you so much for listening. A huge thank you to Betfair for their sponsorship of this podcast and the Monday pod. Well, Monday's pod could be very lively indeed. I cannot wait for it. Uh, can't wait to be able to lift the lid a little bit on what happens this weekend because I'm very much in the dark at the moment and George has been <laughs> grinning throughout because he knows and I don't. That's interesting because actually what we're doing is we're just going to go and sit in a dark room for a weekend. Nice. Uh, laser Quest, I'm thinking. Dancing in the dark. That sounds like Laser Quest to me. That's nah, just, uh, just a nightclub. Have a great wake. Uh, have a great wake. Have a great weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk again on Monday. Thanks for listening to the NTT20 betting show. Go out.